Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yes, you guessed it. That's the sound of someone who's passed up the opportunity to listen to loads of extra bonus content from the Guitar Nerds. But fear not, you don't have to be that person. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds and you can take advantage of literally buckets full of additional bits and bobs. Fill your boots with Guitar Nerds content. Why do I even do these adverts? Welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Mark Packham. Come on, City! And Jay Cross. I will not have that talk in my house. <laughs> yes, that's right. We're recording uh, this week. Uh, well, we're recording it on a different day this week, and it's actually a, it's a Manchester City versus Tottenham Hotspur. Tottenham Hotspur. Hotspur. <laughs> <laughs> Game, on, of, game of ball foot soccer. It's really, on the, really uh, fun to do that. But <laughs> I can see why they do it. Come on, Sete. We, we have to have it on in the background because Jay is a, uh, a Spurs Don't break the supporter. illusion. We're giving this oh, yes, podcast yeah. off full attention. Absolutely. Yes. Well, uh, yeah, the, um, this week uh, we, we had originally planned to have a bit of a special episode, but we're going to we, we're, we're going to be postponing that because we really want Matt back on the podcast. <laughs> because Matt Knight's... Potato Rooter has failed him again. <laughs> oh, I love how professional this podcast is, except yeah. for Matt's Rooter. It's, I uh, mean, in fairness, it's, it's more professional than I would like it to be. Yeah, I, I, know, I, I do everything I can to kind of bring down the professionalism. I know, I know, I know. But you, you just, you still manage to. Thanks. You still manage to keep it, keep it on the straight and narrow. Yeah. Well, anyway, so we're gonna wait. We're, hopefully, we'll get Matt back next week, and then we're gonna do something a little bit special for everyone. But I think we already decided he can't do next week. But you oh, know. really? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> He's dead. Uh, if oh anybody, well. uh, if any guitar nerds listeners ever see Matt or you know <laughs> see him in real is. life take a picture well, I, stick him on the forum because we, we haven't seen him in further. weeks if you, want to, if you want to send in applications for uh, a <laughs> podcast host we do it does work better as a four we definitely need a fourth person we should take applications 
Not from these idiots. No, you're you're absolutely right. You yes. need to know a lot about boss pedals and uh-huh. um, weird time signature. No, that's you. Mm, no, yeah, I'm not um, good drum too. No, that's it, isn't it? That's he, all he yeah, brings to the he, table. Boss pedals and having like you know a a rig that takes up half of your bedroom, but simultaneously have never played a live show. He has, but I've, I've he has played a live show. Yeah, I've been to one of his gigs. I've been I to put more than one of his gigs. I put him on once. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put them on once. The um, it was a, it was actually a very weird show. It was um, the headline band was this band Manatees, who are this fantastic, really, really heavy doom band from Carlisle. Right. And uh, I put them on a couple of times. The fir- the first time I put them on, they were the loudest band I had ever ever seen. Right. Without a shadow of a doubt, they played in this in the downstairs of this small pub called the Hobgoblin in Brighton. Yeah. <clears throat> and um there were three piece. The um floor tom, the drummer's floor tom was 18 inches. <laughs> that's so good. Right. It right. was it was the s- that, that's big, right? That's like a bass drum. That it was so well, it's not quite a bass drum. Um I think who was it I was stupid. I think I was with Matt who plays drums who played drums in the band I was in at the time and plays drums in Mark's band and I'm sure he said that it was the bass the the floor tom was bigger than his kick drum. Yeah. yeah. So that sets the scene. The bass player had a 8 by 10. Right. The guitar player had four four by tens. Four by twelves. Four by twelves. Had four had two full stacks, yeah. And they were playing downstairs in the Hobgoblin. I know that which is what the little stage on the on the, like, yeah, yeah, the side yes, towards the back. Yes. You can yes. barely get you could barely get like a sort of covers band with like some spoons and a and a pan it and was, an acoustic guitar. It was up honestly there. the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And they were unbel- <laughs> but anyway, this this next time I you saw can't, them, you can't fit fifteen people in front of them on that stage. It was it was it was busy actually. It was a good show. But anyway, right. this time that I put them on, it wasn't quite they, they only brought the uh the one full stack. You know, they must have right. must have been travelling in a in a in a fiesta or something. I don't know. <laughs> but um yeah, supporting was a couple of local bands and for some reason Matt was like, Oh yeah, I've started a new band. Can I play? And uh I, you know, let him his band open and this was the band B Movie Soundtrack was the name of his band. Right. And uh it was just him and his mate Robin who just had um, basically the main part of their band was a Boss SL20, the slicer. Um, <laughs> no, the main part of their band was an ironing board. Oh, yeah, all the pedals. Were, what? So they, didn't, they weren't playing guitar. It was just pedals and I guess a synth or some sort of drum machine. And yet everything was going through the slicer. And yeah, all their pedals were on an ironing board and they were just like they were just like messing around with the pedal it was actually fantastic how were they creating a tone was it like a random tone uh, so there was a few things there was yeah like a little keyboard or something but matt also had um these things by a company called bleep labs uh which were basically like little robots okay that used like light sensitive yeah light sensitive oscillators basically right no light sensitive lfos so that is an oscillator Um, um and uh yeah basically they were like little robots and you they had a little like dongle at the top that had a little bulb on it and right. you like angled that towards or away from the sensor and then it made different noises and stuff oh, it was pretty wow. cool he's still got i think he's got two of them i yeah, think he I wonder, still has i don't them. know if the company's still going at one time like i was like trying to bring some into the uk because you couldn't buy them here yeah still going bleep labs is still a thing but yeah, they were. Um, so yes, I've seen. I've seen. I think that's the only time I've seen him. But I don't think I ever saw him 
He played in this punk band, Ragweed, for a while, and he took my bass on tour. I don't think I ever saw Ragweed. He played bass in that? Yeah. Oh, is that when he bought... That was your Squire, your Squire yes. 70s. Yeah, yeah, 70s, uh, 70s jazz bass. It was around that time that he was playing... His main guitar amp was a Mark bass, an old Mark bass bass amp, and he was using that as a As head. a guitar amp? Yeah, because it had so much clean headroom. Are you sure that's what he was using? He wasn't using a... Because um, he did buy one of those... Uh, one of those, um, whatever they're called. Uh, what were those Mark Bass really light amps? They were jazz something, weren't they? I think they were. He bought one of them. Mark. I don't remember. I can't remember either. Um, anyway. Can I say, for, I'm just doing a bit of research on Bleep Labs before we go uh-huh. further. And this will only be relevant to people who have seen the film Primer. But Jay, do you remember that bit in Primer where the time machine goes from the box? Spoilers. It's not a spoiler. The time machine goes from the box to, at the end of the film, it's like the size of a house. Okay. So, I mean, that's a spoiler. It, that is absolutely not a spoiler because if you un- from that description, if you understand that film, I've seen that <laughs> film probably 15 times and I couldn't tell you what happens in that film. <laughs> um, so, um, so Bleep Labs have gone from making pedals to essentially... Using the technology for not pedals, even uh, they don't. None of these appear to be pedals. They're all just boxes that make noise. They've gone from that to essentially building room size versions that you can walk around in. What? Um, that basically are by the looks of things here. There's kind of like the the light things that make these pe- these boxes work, but they're right. all like hung up in a room, and there's people like dancing around inside it. And I assume I don't want to listen now because I don't want to put the sound on, but. It seems like that's going to be changing the sound. Where is Wait, what? What? It changes the sound depending on where they, where people are in the room, by the looks of things. That is actually very. I'm into that a lot. Where is that? I'm looking now. It doesn't say. It's in a warehouse somewhere, by the looks of things. So I watched a documentary a little while ago. Oh, it's in Austin, Texas. Okay, I watched a documentary a little while ago on um, uh, minimalism that the BBC ran it. It was really, really cool, really interesting. I talked about it on the podcast at the time. And um, in one of the bits, I can't remember, I think it was the bit about Lamont Young, who's this, you know, very early kind of minimalism uh, compo- composer who's still, you know, rocking. He has, uh, he, he like creates loads of like sound art pieces. Right. And one of the things that he, and I, I'm sure I'm not remember this incorrectly. One of the uh, kind of, pieces that he put together was a um was a a room where there was loads and loads of speakers placed in different places and each of the speakers played at the same volume a slightly different tone and it was quite quiet but yeah basically wherever you were you moved around and these speakers would just fire a slightly different tone at you right. and you could kind of create your own uh piece of music i guess by just walking in and around the space oh that's mad it's that's... called like it's called like the new york like museum of minimalism or something like that i'm, I'm sure it's the documentary is fascinating i'd really really recommend uh anybody who's interested in that kind of like weird like lamont young and terry riley and uh steve reich anything like that brian eno if you're into that kind of like weird um yeah minimalist music to check that documentary out it's fantastic oh awesome um how did we get there? Matt's yeah, not yeah, here. No, Matt's not here. That's, so that's I'm doing it. my best. I'm doing my best to, to live the spirit of Matt through this. Uh, talk about like weird noise nonsense. Yeah. So uh, I, I am going to start doing some gigs where I'm playing guitar and I think maybe I should buy a new guitar amp. Okay. 
So at the moment, the guitar amps I own are a Vox AC10. Probably not loud enough, really, to gig the AC10. I guess it depends on how popular this band's going to be. I'm going to assume <laughs> that that will be loud enough. I think probably yeah. too much. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've, got probably a, one. I've got a Blackstar ride equal 10 if you want to borrow right. that. Oh, You're perfect. welcome to yeah, buy that thanks. with me. Wonderful. To be honest, I think probably what you want, Joe, is this thing called a headphone amp. Um, <laughs> then it's really just hitting the intended audience. <laughs> great, great. <laughs> well, I really like the AC10. The AC10 is fun for home, but it annoys me that they've taken off the um, they've taken off the tremolo. Uh, so you don't have you don't have any tremolo, but you only have you still have the the reverb function that you get on the fifteen and the and the thirty. But yeah. the tremolo has always felt like an essential part of the ACM, so it's a shame. I mean, something's got to give. And if I remember correctly, they it's not a it's not a tank, is it? It's a digital reverb. Yeah, in it's AC-10. a digital reverb. As so well. I mean, in in a way, it does seem a bit weird because if there's a digital reverb Just in there, put the digital tremolo. I mean, in. how difficult can it be? You know, it's weird. It's weird. And do you know it's weirder? It's not that much cheaper. Than than a than an AC fifteen. Like I mean, I I got it on a deal, but it was still like I can't remember. I think it was like three hundred and fifty quid, and I think a fifteen isn't isn't that much more. You just I think they are, mate? Are they? Just think, squeeze an extra knob in. Yeah. Vox AC fifteen. Th- uh, mm, okay, I can't really tell what's going on here. Three hundred and oh no, yeah, the AC ten. So current price, just googling it. AC ten uh, three five nine. AC fifteen five hundred quid, uh, so hundred and fifty quid difference. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's reasonable. You know what I should have bought at the time? AC four. They just look cool. They are great. I I was always a big fan of the AC four ham wireds. I thought they were. I thought they were fantastic amps. I like the fact that they always that they keep doing new versions of the AC four in different finishes, and sometimes with different. They sometimes do the TV version. Yep. Um, where the Tolex is like cut out in the middle and sometimes it's the traditional Vox thing where you've got like that top yep. bit, top Tolex bit and then the mesh bit below. But they always look great. I like the ones that had, what were the ones that had like the padded uh, speaker cover? The padded speed. Are you talking about those digital ones? They still yeah. make the AVs. Yeah, the AVs. They've got like no. a, you know, like a sort of cushion your, your old nan would have. That's the like. That's what goes at the they front of the amp. Not, they are really weird. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly what it is. They're yeah, really, yeah, they're really weird looking. Did, on the uh, on the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum, someone uh, asked t- um, today or the other day uh, about um, Epiphone Century. Amps. I saw that, yeah. Which I replied to because I really like those amps because they're, they're... They're the ones what, that are made of wood. Yeah, they're wood. I they're, mean, amps are often made of wood, but they look very woody. They're like the 1939-inspired... I don't know the deal. It's it's like... It's it's inspired by a 1939 amplifier, but of what? I don't understand. Well, an Epiphone 1939 amplifier, maybe. Yeah, I... I don't uh, know. I don't know the history of them, but I'm no. guessing. Otherwise, why would they put 1939? Yeah, inspired? I know. I know. I just don't know. I don't know what that amplifier. I, oh, I've, probably I've, an Epiphone Century. Yeah, I, it, fine. But <laughs> anyway, the that's why it came out in the year 2039. It was yeah. to celebrate the anniversary. Yeah, right. Of course, uh, that makes perfect sense. But yeah, the um, I really liked them. They were like they were like 12 watts, 14 watts, like that sort of clean. Like loads of clean headroom, but yeah, that's not right, is it, for that sort of low wattage? But you know what I mean. It doesn't break up very much. Yeah, yeah, super cool. But when I was when I was trying them, like really noisy in a cool old way, but like really noisy. 
Um, yeah. Where, you know, loads of like buzz off of the yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same, and one that I think is underrated back in the well, not back in the day, but a few years ago, the Epiphone Valve Juniors. Oh, um, not then. There was kind think, of, there was kind were of, they underrated? Yeah. Everyone loved them. The, the thing is, is that there was kind of nothing else like that at the time. No. You know, because they were, what, five watts, I think? Yeah, and they were like 99 Five quid. watts, they were super cheap. I mean, yeah. they weren't great, but they looked oh, cool. I thought they were good. They, oh, they, you, they sound fine. There um, was a, there I was, thought they were okay. There was a fella, um, a customer at Gek who used to just phone up and buy however many we had yeah. at any given time. Because he was modding the them. He was modding them, yeah, yeah, and selling them on, yeah. But uh, but yeah, he yeah I dealt with him a couple of times, and he bought like sort of five one time and like eight the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, people do um do a couple of different mods. Like, I think it's quite easy to add like trim or something to them that right. people add in there. Um, they looked and add, like, an effects loop and stuff like that. So, yeah, um, yeah, I've definitely seen those. They for sale. looked great though. The, like the red toilet and, and the sort it? of what was the double one? The special oh, valve special. It? Yeah, the valve spit. That was more, wasn't it? There yeah, was, like thirty watts or something. Yeah, it was like a 30, two, full size I think head, it was two speaker. No, this, what are you talking about? Two speed was a head. Oh, did they I'm do talking a about combos? Oh. Yeah, no, oh, they did a combo. Yeah, Valve Junior combo. Oh, I was um, thinking of the head. No, I think they did a Valve special. No, Valve Junior head. I don't think they did a special. Right, um, but they definitely did a special combo, and I think it was basically a bit louder and a bit bigger. Maybe even two speakers. Probably, almost definitely less popular. I think those yeah. sort of those sort of weird, like kitsch-looking, like fifties-inspired stuff only really works when it's like small gear. When it's big gear, it yeah, just yeah, yeah, looks a bit. It looks a bit rubbish, but yeah. Anyway, so I was, um, so I want to. I think I want to get a new amp because I've got that Tweed Blues Junior Valve Junior, uh, eight inch speaker. What about Ooh. Valve Special, ten inch speaker? Oh, really? That's weird. What? Two twelve eight seven. Was there one, a bigger one than that? One EL eighty four. No, there was not. Really? Oh, Don't think so. I seem to remember there being a two speaker. One I mean, like maybe it. at one, maybe maybe later in the day head. they did a they did a special tuba twelve. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah just looking at this article from. Presumably 1992 or something on the internet, because uh, that's how old it looks. Um, yeah, just the two. Weird, but yeah. So I've got the Blues Junior. Get yourself an Epiphone Valve Junior. <laughs> <laughs> but have a look on Gumtree. I'm sure there's some up there. Yeah, yeah. I eBay maybe. That. I could do that, but um, I, I need suggestions. I need suggestions for for an amplifier that. So I'm going to be playing my Gibson ES175. Essentially, with a load of reverb and tremolo. Okay. What sort of music are you playing? Um, doom. <laughs> Classic ES one seven five Doom. Uh, it's like it, it's it's like sort of weird folk Americana stuff. Who else is in this band? Uh, Emma, just my girlfriend. Just the two of you. Yeah. Building castles in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> um, why is the Blues Junior not for you? Um, well, because Emma might be using that. Okay. Through Can I her suggest something? What? Get another Blues Junior. I can't get two of the same. Why? Well, Blues Juniors. No, no. <laughs> um, just, <laughs> just have. So you should. You, you Emma shouldn't use the Blues Junior. You should do what we have been suggesting for basically years, right. which is run in stereo and have a Blues Junior and an AC. Well, ten in this in this case. <laughs> oh, that's actually a great idea. Yeah, absolutely. But wait. just run them in stereo. What? But we can't both run them in stereo. Oh, I, is she playing guitar? I yeah, yeah. Be playing oh, no, yeah. No, she's playing guitar. Right. Okay. Why don't you? Well, why? How about this? Emma plays them both 
in stereo right and you just go along for support and yeah. don't have to you know nobody has to put up with your yeah, why don't you just not your go? mustachio ramblings yeah, just why true. why do Emma you have to get involved drive. with your girlfriend's why are you there? art yeah there, there would be better guitar playing if i didn't <laughs> why play. are you here <laughs> you can't even drive uh, yeah that, that, that is true although i did buy a car i did buy a car well me and emma bought a car we got a beige fiat 500 Beige. Beige. With a tweed interior. What colour is it? Beige. Oh, okay, right, yeah. Um, you, why, but Boss Katana? I thought about that. I mean, you're going to be using loads of effects, presumably, so yes. you want something that is, like, pretty, like, flat sounding, or yeah. can be, good pedal platform, um, as proven by the amount of ridiculous math, prog, whatever bands you listen to that use Katanas now. Yeah. Um. And something that, if you're going to be slinging it in the car, is not too big, but it's super loud, super reliable. Boss Katana. I think you should um, pioneer a new genre and a new um, uh, wave of, you know, kind of traditional folk Americana, whatever it was that you just said, whatever yeah. nonsense you just That'll babbled. That'll do, that do. Um, and just uh, plug that into the Helix and just go straight into the desk. Yeah, yeah. Thought, what sort thought... of gigs is it going to be? Is it going to be something where you need an amp? Yes, 100. Well... Of course, of course, it will be because I wouldn't be stupid enough to not have an amplifier. Who would who would do that? That sounds crazy. Even if it was a small venue, I would not have an amplifier. But yes, it who are you be. talking to? Yeah, who's, yeah, I don't understand what you're doing. We both use amps. <laughs> you're looking at us and saying, "Well, you were suggesting I wouldn't use an amplifier." Well, yeah, but you could. I mean, that is a solution. But I mean, why don't you just get a Supro Blues King? Oh, that five nine nine. That does sound cool. They are good. How how what wattage are the Blues Kings? They, I believe, they are fifteen watt, one by twelve. Um, yeah, that sounds cool. Which one's the Blues King? Is that the the one that's black or the one that's yes, blue? The one that's black. I think you I should. Can't believe they're five nine nine. You could just get a Blues Junior. I I've mean, got a Blues Junior. I don't want to buy the same amp again. Well, I think you should go. You should. Um, you should borrow my eight by ten. <laughs> just use that uh, yeah. uh, orange that micro terra. A really good shout. Orange micro terra into the uh, into the eight by ten. To even better, orange pedal baby into, into the, the eight by ten with a load of guitar pedals in front of it. Yeah, that's. that's I mean, that's that really amazing. So, so it would sound really good, but it's not particularly practical for this. We're talking about that fit in the back of a Fiat five hundred, the smallest possible head, <laughs> the largest possible cab. That's what I'm all about. <laughs> Mark oh, Packham, hello. Uh, you 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 sent you, you sent me a link earlier. Is that enough of that? We just yeah, we've yeah, moved on from this. Decide. You, you've decided that neither of us are any help, so you're just no, moving yeah, away. I am completely moving on. Right, I'm okay. assuming that, that I'm hoping that the listeners will help me out from this point forward. On that, uh, I, th- I, I think everyone switched off, mate. Uh, Mark Packham, uh, talk to me about the hammer jammer. I'm about to read you a uh, paragraph of text. The headline on the text is "Amazing Guitar Invention." <laughs> The next paragraph, or the next part of it is the hammer jammer is a guitar accessory. It features six little hammers that you tap with your fingers or palm. The hammers in turn strike the strings and set them vibrating. The resulting sound is both percussive and not unlike the, that of a struck harmonic. In addition to giving you unique sounds from any guitar, the hammer jammer lets you easily perform multiple string trills and unusual patterns. It also provides an alternative way of playing for people who have limited movement due to injury, illness, or age. Oh, that's nice. So, the hammer jammer, something that I discovered today because I saw that someone was selling one on a Facebook group earlier. Um, How much was it? Great uh, place to sell stuff, um, if you, you ask know, me. It's Facebook. Um, Facebook yeah. groups. I agree. Fantastic. Really. <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't want to Strong. sign up for eBay, yeah. and you no don't want to deal... No fees. <laughs> 
<laughs> everyone's already on there. You don't need a new account. Fantastic. All great places to buy Gibson guitars. And what, Joe, what's your job again? What can I slag off? Uh, 60 Cycle Hum merchandise. Oh, yeah, yeah, 60, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the Hammer Jammer is a an attachment that you can fix seemingly. I mean, I haven't done that much reading about it. Oh, I um, buy a few attachments. Um, it, um, it seems like it will fit to most guitars. There's footage of it on an acoustic or an electric here. Um, and it's essentially a set of hammers like you'd find on a piano. Oh. Um, oh. That you tap. Right. Um, I thought it was like masonry. No, like piano hammers. Um, and you M- tap them. And- masonry. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? What's wrong with that? What should I have said? And DIY? I just, whole, I just thought the whole thing was ridiculous. Okay. So Sorry. you uh, fix this to your guitar and it goes over on an acoustic. It kind of goes at the base of the neck and sits over the sound hole. And on electric, it goes kind of over the bridge and sits over the bridge. Oh, over the bridge it's pickup. in a different place on both of them. Yeah, exactly that. Um, so I guess that's because you want it to, you know, you kind of want to hit over the like just beneath the sound hole. Yeah. Uh, on an acoustic and on the bridge for the best like, harmonic response you want to hit near the bridge pickup. Um, so basically, it's like a set of kind of levers, six kind of levers that you tap. Levers and then to the Americans. The, the hammers then strike the string. Um, and there is, to be honest, there's some pretty impressive footage of people playing it. It is a ridiculous device. I mean, it's yeah. not something that you're... You're, you're turning your guitar into a six-note piano, six-string Yeah, exactly piano. that. Um, and uh, it's not the sort of thing that really I would buy. But, but doesn't I thought it, it was just interesting sound to bring like... up. Like slap popping, kind of, yeah. But it really, I think it's the accuracy there because you know you've got these little hammers that are striking the strings rather uh-huh. than you kind of. Can you only get like a staccato note then, or I guess you could hold the hammer to to get sustain. Well, no, because that would be like holding the string, wouldn't it? So think about how a piano works. When you oh, sustain a note, it's not like the hammer just. <laughs> Presses down on the string. I was thinking of the opposite, but yeah, I guess I, I was thinking the hammers would sit on the strings, no. and then pressing them would lift it. No, so and then removing your finger would press. In fact, right. it's not staccato at all, really. Yeah, the the notes sustain. Um, but yeah, really, a uh, very very weird thing that I'm really surprised we've never stumbled across before. Yeah, um, actually looks kind of cool. I'm thinking that we should try and get one. Yeah, let's get. How much was it? Um, they're seventy dollars. Oh. So they're like not a lot of money, and they look. Quite well do you, built. Do you as have well. to drill anything onto, uh, into your guitar? Sure. Um, don't know. Actually, uh, I've not. There <laughs> is. Really want to do that? There is an installation video that I've not watched. Um, they also have a blog, right? <laughs> <laughs> so Ooh, how very retro of them. So I don't know how much you guys have actually had a look at Alder and Ash pedal boards because I know I know like we're mates with Rich and I know that like Alder and Ash pedal boards have always been something that we've that, that is, we've spoken about but I haven't actually had a look at the options on the website until recently. I tell you, um, the reason that you haven't had a chance to see them is that every time we go to a guitar show, you are like too hungover or too busy or yeah. too disinterested or something. So actually, I know about the range. Quite do you? well, yeah, of course I do. Oh, that's nice. T- tell me about the range, J Cross. No, Joe, you go ahead. <laughs> okay, I fine. just I want to know if you really know. Well, yeah, well, yes, because I, I already know. I don't need to prove anything to myself. Uh, okay, okay, fine. Anyway, so I was like having looks. I was like, man, I'd quite like a new pedal board. And then, and then the you know the the other day when when uh, when Matt from Fidelity Guitars came around, he brought his Alder and Ash pedal board, and I was like, this thing is really really cool. I, they, I, I want to get one like this that looks like retro and 
like pedal boards are so functional uh, yeah and so industrial looking well, that, i mean that's been just the standard hasn't it since kind of pedal train have been doing their thing is yeah people want that kind of slatted design lightweight metal yeah. but really the pedals are taking center stage it's not really of about the, the board no it's not about but it's even like the case you know you think about how much like you like a nice tweed fender case but we never think about the fact that our pedals will come in these sort of horrible like industrial looking cases i mean my the gig bag that mine is in uh, we not I, I mean people i mean professional people yeah i mean i've got a four pedal <laughs> pedal board and the cases what in do the, what do you use yeah uh, uh just the, pedal the smallest pedal train yeah but you use is. a gig bag i mean the gig bag is somewhere in the house yes i don't know where that is it just sits in the living room right okay but I think this week I'm selling my amp, so I won't have an amp. Oh, what? You're selling the Hughes and Kettner? Yeah. Why? Because I don't need it. What are you going to buy? Katana or something. Oh. Uh, Katana Mini? No. Katana Air? 50. Katana 50. 50. 50. That's a good choice. I like the Katana 50. Well, it's just, you know, the um, the Hughes and Kettner, it doesn't sound that good at low volume, so... Really? Isn't sound. it like 8 watts or something? Uh, it's 5 watts, oh, but right. it just doesn't sound that good at low volume. So, no. And the Katana does, so I'm swapping it out. The Katana does sound but fantastic. But anyway, that's why I don't have a fancy pedal board. I see. So, um, so Oh, all- yeah, that's where we were. Yes. Yeah. So Alder and Ash, they do like four different pedal board types. They do the Journeyman, the Earl, the Gentleman, and the Esquire. You can't get the Gentleman. Why not? Because you're not a gentleman. I, I think I'm... I'm quite lovely. And actually, the, the gentleman was the one I was going to get because <laughs> the because <laughs> the difference is the Esquire is... Now, all with Alder and Ash pedal boards, they're obviously they're like a thick slab of, of lovely wood and you get to choose from like mahogany and, and ash and Alder. Oh, there we go. <laughs> and oak, but you'd obviously go for oak because it looks awesome. But um, the Esquire is like a flat uh, pedal board. So for people who are, I guess, used to... What's the other... What's the brand that's not Pedal Train that's in all the shops still? Diago. Diago, yeah. It's kind of like, I guess, that sort They're of... They're like flat boards. Yeah, flat boards. And that's what the Esquire is. And you can get it in four sizes, so you have all the different sizes. Then the Gentleman is the first one that's that's sl- that's on a slant okay. in the same way as Pedal Train, yeah. which I guess is what you, you want if you if you're trying to hit pedals on yeah, yeah. more than one. I yeah, don't know you've why got you'd ever want a flat. Yeah, I've always found that weird when people had the Diago ones when they had like two tiers of pedals, but they're flat. I just kind of think, isn't that just like a bit of a weird stretch over the top Yeah, to like not knock the ones underneath? Yeah, exactly. Bit weird. And then the Earl. Um, I haven't actually looked too much into the Earl and, and the Journeyman, but I think the idea is that they have like a hinged top so that you have access to the to the underneath what? Who made Matt's pedal board? The one that's got like two tiers and stuff that slides in and out and hidden. Things He's got an order and he he has got an order and Ash one, but he also has some that are um, the pedal board company or something like that. Okay. Um, so he's got a couple. I think Alder and Ash did the two tier one. I right. think. Okay. Um, but. I'm not 100% sure. But anyway, I was like, you know, the Esquire starts at 150, Gentleman 175, the Earl at 200, and the Journeyman at 350. So that's why I didn't, I don't know much about the Journeyman. I was already like, oh. I, I, that's, what are you talking about? That seems like exactly like the, the place you would normally you would start. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it probably was before I started just being paid by guitar nerds. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, they, and, and, and that's like starting prices. So that's like starting for the, um, the, the smallest size, which is like... Uh, 
something by seven it's 18 inches by seven inches seven inches sounds like a single tier to me yeah that's so so that's no use for anyone who has a single tier so you know 350 pounds for a single tier that's uh that's a lot of money. It's a chunk of money. So, yeah, so I was looking at the Esquire and the general one, but these are just the boards. They're not the cases. So you do have to factor in the price of the case on top of that. And then they do the flight cases or hard cases. And the flight cases do uh, are like your standard functional sort of black, you know, material with the with the aluminium yeah 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 you know chassis aluminium bit. edging yeah that sort of thing which is fine they're functional and they outsource those those boards are made separately but then their hard cases are super cool because they look like like a, a gentleman's luggage <laughs> <laughs> once again something that you should not have yes well anyway so and and you can choose like finishes if you go for the hard case option but you do have to factor that in on top and i think they're like an extra 120 130 quid for the mid-sized ones they start at 80 pounds okay so you could get a gentleman for 175 and then the hard case for the gentleman for a, a further 80 pounds on top of it that would be the cheapest you could get a i'm, I'm into the idea of boutique boards but it does seem like a lot of money it is a chunk of money Definitely, but they look so cool. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? It's this uh, ultimate yeah. uh, extravagant, this extravagant is a, I'm guitar trying to make, accessory I want to make the ultimate hipster thing. I want to get a Fidelity guitar, and I want to have an Alder and Ash pedal board, and be and like have. You just want things that like. And I want to have like brogues, two tone brogues, and some steampunk goggles. <laughs> Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> that, that sounds great. That is the next evolution of you. That's your next like Pokemon step. Yeah. Is that you've gone from being punk rocker to You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I don't really know what you are Math now. twerp. Ma- math, math twerp. twerp. T- today you sort of look like Captain Birdseye. Thank you. Do you and remember then... when Maddie and I were talking about this this week? Do you remember when Joe discovered Peaky Blinders? For one week. About three years <laughs> after it first came out, you rocked up wearing a flat cap, yeah. just like Tommy <laughs> Shelby. And we were like, have you just 
you just watched an episode of Peaky Blinders. You're like, it's so good. What a great television show. <laughs> Do you know, my, my whole band all bought like uh, Peaky Blinders hats. and uh, <laughs> they're, not called, they're called flat caps, like Peaky <laughs> Blinders hats. <laughs> they had a name before that show came out. Well, it's like official merchandise. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, it probably is. Comes with the razor blades. Honestly, I've been trying to work on my Bromley accent. Well, I haven't. I can't do it. I can't do it. My guitarist's wife is 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 from Birmingham, and I try and <laughs> Birmingham. Yes, and I try to. I'm, I'm using that name so that the Americans understand okay, what we're talking fine. about. Anyway, um, we should uh, we should have a look at what's in this week's mailbag. Mailbag. So this week we received a new delay pedal. All the way from Japan. Um, that's right. I've got Mark it right Peckham. here. Um, are you sure it's the delay pedal? Is it not the uh, Time Circuits computer from Back to the Future? <laughs> because that is what it actually looks like. It looks like, you know, when Martin McFly sort of hits all the numbers and then the thing comes up and he's like, you know, pissing about with that. That's what this looks like. Well, it certainly it is the future factory from uh free the tone i wonder if they've that's why they've called it that because like the display and like the the like the, all the leds and like the color of the box and stuff do look a lot like the computer from back to the future i don't know i mean they do a range of stuff that's they do another pedal called the future factory as well the ff series is, right. is something they do but yes this is there are a lot of leds on this pedal now this is the rf phase modulation delay so it is a delay pedal that does an awful lot i really like the um the tagline that you know that that free the tone have because like so many effects pedal brands they have tone like like do you remember like valatone their tagline is you rock and it's just like <laughs> so good it's like come on man go ahead you put some effort into this free the tones tagline is the holistic approach to system design nice Nice. I like it. It's good. So it's got 13... No, hang on. Wait. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 buttons on this. Yes. Um, it's got two... It's got a switch on the side that I isn't labelled, and I don't know what that does. Right. Did you even notice that? I didn't notice no, that. No, fine. <laughs> it's got a switch on the back which switches the one MIDI port from MIDI in to MIDI out. Right. It's got one, two, three, four, five rotary controls, one of which is a push control as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's a delay pedal. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much on it. But so they've got that. There's like a master rotary control, at, uh, if, if you will, sort of on the on the pedal. And then what the buttons do is each of them will deal with a certain set of criteria. So you might have one that controls. There's one button. Um, that's sectioned off for either controlling depth or speed of the modulation. And so you can press that button to flick between whether that rotary control is at that point in time controlling the depth or the speed of the modulation. It's almost like a multi-effects that's built up from modules. So what you've essentially got is, you know, there's like 
a kind of what I'm going to call the master module, which is basically your mix control and an overall feedback for the pedal for right. the for the delay. Because I guess the idea with that is that you can get in and kind of like it doesn't really oscillate particularly. It's also, very digital. Isn't yeah, it? it doesn't really oscillate. Very but it's, pure. It's, it's, that's not very. That's not very free to tone, though, is it? They're all no, about yeah, kind of, of like very clinical, Accuracy. very lush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, there's so there's two kind of master controls, and and then then you've got this big parameter switch, which basically controls the entire pedal, and then each of the things. Are are like so there's like different effects blocks so you've got like your pan block and if you want to adjust the pan like the stereo pan you hit the pan button then you hit the parameter control yeah uh, and then to select when you've got it at the right um uh value you then click to to yeah. select that so you, the the blocks that you've got are this master block pan the modulation an EQ. A three-band EQ. But yeah. that's the weird one, isn't it? Like, for me, it's like a three-band EQ is such a quintessential thing. And for this, you're like, I'm flicking through whether I'm controlling treble, middle, or bass, and then controlling the rotary individual. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Individually. So, you, so you've got that. Then you've got um, a function block, which allows you um, to put in subdivisions and turn trails on and off. There's also the output block, which uh, selects your master mix. Um, and then I think you can do, like... I think it will allow you to decide how much, how much, uh, I don't know. Oh, I think it's like, out, so you've got, <laughs> a I started to, I started to formulate a sentence in my head there and then I just sort of gave up. I think the way it's laid out is you've got output level, so affected output level, right. dry output level, but then you've also got a mix control yeah. to then blend between the two of those. Yeah. So then you've got the delay section, which is delay time, feedback and tone. So bear in mind that you've got tone and also the three band EQ for the pedal. Well, the three band oh, so. EQ allows you to control your your EQ, your, and then the that one is how you that's how you free the tone. Right. So it's, you probably want that all the way to a, the top. It's but amount is that of the freedom. Trails? Yeah, so. amount of freedom. Yeah, yeah. Is that the trail? So I could essentially... no trails is a separate function. <laughs> The I thing can is, turn yeah, the treble down on the trails and make it more analog sounding. Um, you've also got um, how you want the delay time to be displayed. So you could have right. it in BPM, milliseconds, or PS, which I don't know what that is. Um, oh, it's P's. P's, yeah. P's. How many P's? It just um, does, yeah. Just. Then you've also got tap tempo, which can be assigned to the foot switch. Um, and the foot switch also uh does your presets as well so soft like one tap is tap tempo right. hold the button down switches between four presets right. on there which helpfully are labeled ps1 ps2 ps3 ps4 lovely like the playstation and that yeah yeah, yeah i understood yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is funny because you can probably play uh spyro the dragon on this on this machine <laughs> yeah, yeah. you I'm could gonna... definitely get doom up and running on this <laughs> almost certainly i'm gonna level i think uh i think free the tone of overestimated us here <laughs> yeah, <me too. laughs> they, um, it look, they it don't looks, know what they were doing when it they looks great though i mean i i saw this at nam it was only when you started talking i remembered that i saw it at nam right um and I didn't have a chance to have a go on it, but I... You wouldn't, was, have, you wouldn't have been able to, mate. No, I wouldn't have done. But now I'm looking at it and now I'm looking at the controls. Actually, I think it all makes sense. And it is just a completely different way of setting up a pedal as opposed to what we're used to, which is, you know, us just saying, OK, well, I want my knob to turn this way. And, oh, there is more bass. You know, that's what we're used yeah, to. We're just like Luddites who, who want like a visual representation of stuff. But if you've actually got a bit of confidence and a bit of um you know understanding of how these things work which is who 
the audience of free the tone are yeah absolutely. then this is this is fine it, you know it's it, it really is just like it is weird thinking okay well i've got to control my treble middle bass independently because you do kind of want to be able to hear everything individually but i mean realistically you're only ever moving one controller any one time anyway yeah so just having to select what you're con- what you're then going to control it's it, not that different. it's not that much of a learning curve no i i agree it is it's definitely a different way of approaching a pedal and i certainly think looking at this looking at this with the amount of leds it has you know, to someone who just seen the the pedal would would be immediately confused. But but you know, after you get used to it, I think uh, I think it's fine. Yeah. Uh, so the other thing uh, we received um, this week is we we got something through from Mellow Audio, the MIDI Commander. You haven't even shown me this yet. Uh, well, I didn't I didn't see the point in uh, in bringing it. There's a there's a link for it in the uh, in in the actual notes. If Joe you have just, the notes just up for the, in front for of the you. audience, Joe just pointed at Mark's computer, but Mark thought he was pointing at the floor behind him, so he <laughs> turned around to have a look at it. <laughs> Classic, <laughs> which Chuckle I thought Brothers. was very funny. Great. Well, I I could. See see mark's screen i could see that he was not on the podcast podcast notes screen he was on something we're talking about we do this all yeah Yeah, this is all in our brain holes yeah absolutely anyway so mellow audio um who do a handful of um of useful tools uh for guitarists um have created the midi commander which there's you know there's there's plenty of youtube videos to be honest it looks like they they sent sent this one out to every influencer under the sun really but um but yeah i i really i'm i really like this product it's uh so it's it's incredible incredibly uh well built um smaller than you'd think it's uh it's a 10 button controller so think of it the same way as like a the way like a helix would be laid out or something like that or an an es8 only it's complete sort of midi function so you can integrate this with your laptop you could use it with axe effects you could use it with a helix uh if you have the 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 rack version um you can you can also use it with a with a phone or an ipad um the reason it's quite good with an ipad is because you can get bias uh you can bias effects and bias amps on an iPad, and then you could integrate them with this MIDI commander. So it switches up. It gives you um, it gives you an A through to D, and then two tiers of that, and then a separate bank up and bank down. It also gives you two expression in, so you can assign a volume um, and a and a wah if you wanted on two separate foot switch ins. I mean, for me, like, obviously this isn't an effect. It's a tool to be used with something else. So it is what you make of it. But I was like, man, this is really well built. It's really compact and lightweight. The fact that you could rock up to a gig with your, you know, with your laptop or your or your iPad and be plugging it into something that's an actual premium quality product. Like, there are so many things that come out that are, like, for integration in this way. I mean, and the, they're always like, oh, I wouldn't trust that live. But this is actually a fully pro sort of quality tool. I mean, there's there's a lot of MIDI controllers out there. For years, the one that we always recommend to people was the Behringer 1010. FCB yeah. 1010. Of course, yeah. Which has got a bit more on it than this, to be honest, because it's got expression pedals, which this yeah. doesn't. Um, but they're pretty plastic fantastic um whereas this you know looks very very sturdy um yeah neat little little thing uh, what i do like in their notes is that they put compatible with and then loads of yeah. they put loads of devices loads of cool like new stuff you know iphone ipad um and at the end of the list pod 2 i mean Just, 
Why not? Well, sure. I mean, Guitar Nerds Hall of Fame products. Exactly. Spoiler. 100%. 100%. Um, yeah, I'm into it. Looks neat. Yeah, it's really cool. So I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I'm maybe going to... I'm maybe hop onto demo, really. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to do something with like bias amp or bias effects. You know, plug plug that in. Maybe get that up and running on on an iPad. But I'm 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 kind of into it. I'm kind of into like the idea of like that being a full gigging rig. Uh, so can, can so I, funny. A few years ago, I remember just seeing boxes and boxes of FCB 1010 MIDI controllers and thinking, no one uses MIDI. Why have we got these? And then they sat there for years. And now everyone loves the MIDI again. Yeah, but this is this is only a hundred and fifty dollars like, to to buy. That's that can't like how much was that Behringer thing? That was probably at like, least a hundred quid. Yeah, it was a like hundred quid. Yeah, <laughs> I mean this isn't that much more. This is like ten uh, times ten. That's why that's why it was called that. Yeah, yeah. Is um, it still available? The FCB ten ten. Yes, it is. Hundred and nine pounds. There you go. Oh, yeah. wow. oh inflation's gone up by nine. Yeah. Um, the thing that only thing that kind of puts me off about this is um. I, I I just hear the electric six. The what? The the song Dance Commander. Anytime I hear the word commander. Oh, I see. Used to be a dance commander. Du, 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 du. Never heard that song. Dance Commander. I really like that band. Of course you do. What? What's wrong with that just band? Weird tashes and that. Yeah, they had great mustaches. They had they were really good. They did that gay bar song. They did, yes. That I really like that song. It was really good. I don't know why you're looking to us for approval about like <laughs> this band. It's I... obvious, Jay and I are not going to be into it. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, oh, I remember reading a review of them playing Reading, uh, the Reading Festival in, I don't know, whenever that song came out, 2000 and... Uh-huh. Three, two thousand two, two thousand three, something right. like that. And uh, yeah, they played. They played quite late on uh, on one of the stages at Reading, and they played that song first, and uh, everyone left. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's just like that's not fair. And the reviewer was like, "Listen, nobody likes when the head when the band plays their big song last, but there's a reason everyone does. Oh uh, yeah, because everyone just <laughs> left." <laughs> it was indeed oh, 2003. I'm so wow. good at this game. I'm they're, so um, good at that game. Their their drummer was called Percussion World, I think. That was the drummer's name. Yeah, that okay. was what he was listed as. On Percussion their, World. Percussion he was World. indeed Percussion World. They yeah. also had a member called Two Handed Bob. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, we, we should. He's your uh, uncle. Indeed. <laughs> we should do some news. So, first up, uh, Mark, tell me about Electro Harmonics uh, doing something for Old Rope. How does the expression go? Yeah, that's that's actually the expression, doing something for Old Rope. Oh, you've right, got it. Yeah. yeah, you've got it. Yeah. <laughs> so, give them enough Old Rope and they'll do something with it. Remember Wonderful. when Electro Harmonics switched to the smaller boxes, the Neo series, if you will, or the Nano? Neo. Depends on how small. It, honestly, they were the same. They um, They... I think even electro harmonics got confused. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, so the nano in that case, the nano box, the smaller, the of smaller the two. one of the Is two. Is nano smaller than neo? Yes. Yeah. So they were the. Um, it's because neo. Go on. Is the matrix. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, when Electroharmonics switched from the uh, unsightly, unreliable, um, and frankly, uh, un... 
Usable? Use, no, they were usable. They, they were just really bit good. big. Undesirable? Uh, not undesirable. Impractical? Pe- people who like them. Impractical. I wanted Everyone to go to un- wants unpractical. Them now. Unpractical. Yeah, well, <laughs> um, yeah, it's fine. Um, remember when they switched from the full size kind of uh, boxes to the nano series? They all Can bas- you describe the nano series in three words beginning with un? <laughs> um, unbig. <laughs> un- unpractical. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, un. Okay. No, 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 no. I'm going to use the two letters. Uniform, because they all look the same. Oh, very nice. Um, so, remember when they did that and they had the small stone, uh, the... Um, there wasn't a small clone. That was called the Neo clone, but it was in the, mm. the nano box, yeah. which is <laughs> frustrating. Um, and things like, you know, the... Um, uh, like Metal Muff Mini or yeah, nan- Metal yeah. Muff Nano. They did the... Uh, <laughs> they all looked, they all looked they pretty do? boring, didn't they? Oh, they- the steel... Steel, steel. Mm, I can't remember that. Steel leather, leather. I think leather, it was steel, steel leather. Steel leather. Basic, steel, leather. steel leather basic spander. Yes. But they all had pretty basic designs, um, and essentially were the same uh, sounds as the big box counterparts, but just looked a bit more boring um, because they, mm. you know, they they basically took the artwork from those big box uh, versions, but being a bit more uniform in those small boxes kind of took away the character slightly. So, in a, a very, very weird move, considering that pedal has looked the same for, what, 10 or 12 years, um, Electromonics have decided, to, oh, they're just going to completely change the design. It's exactly the same pedal on the small stone. Um, Which one's the small stone? That's the phaser. phaser. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so they've gone from the kind of grey box with that kind of iconic electronics design. I love that And now design. they've gone for a black box with some sort of a groovy 60s writing on it that just says small stone in big psychedelic letters. So do you know what's totally... The, the weirdest thing about this is it was only, what, maybe six months ago, Tops, that I Love Dust came out? I don't know what that is. The MXR I Love Dust series. I Love Dust being one word. I Love Dust. Um, and they did exactly the same thing with their Phase 90. They rehoused it in a groovy I Love Dust. Oh, yeah, these um, are weird. They also did an I Love Dust carbon copy. Is I Love Dust like a designer or something? I, yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But um, it's funny because they, they really didn't sell, so now they actually go cheaper than the... <laughs> <laughs> the actual proper ones. They look amazing. They How do did look we great. not talk about oh, I think we did talk about them briefly. I really like them. I really wanted to get one of the um, one of the Phase 90s. They d- describe themselves as an award-winning UK-based design crew. Oh, yeah, they're, right. they're from Brighton. Are they? Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. That was that was something that I think Matt spoke to them about at NAMM because they, yeah, I think it, it was the carbon copy that... that I think Matt and I were together. I mean, that looks it. way better than a normal carbon copy. They, they both do. So uh, it's obviously not great radio listener, but they, they are, um, I don't even know how to describe them. Like very groovy. Psychedelic. Sort of psychedelic things with some weird old faces on them as yeah, well. Yeah. Well, now the um, the small stone has followed suit. Um, very much that kind of like late 60s kind of wobbly Woodstock-y writing. Um, yeah, so... It's not the biggest news ever. It seems, though, the sound hasn't changed and the control layer definitely hasn't changed. So um, we'll see when we... Uh, when what we would, get- you buy, would you buy a small stone or would you buy a Phase 90? Um, I would probably buy... Ooh, that's really difficult, actually. I don't know if I've ever heard of small stone. If it was an old small you have, stone... You definitely have. Big box small stones were fantastic. 
the big proper ones. Okay. I, I, I don't know if something's changed in the circuit. I assume, it's, the new ones. I assume it's exactly the same chip. Um, you reckon? They're, they're not the same sound. Small, the, the big box. They, in theory, that was the plan of making them in these small boxes. But yeah. in my experience, I mean, they're, I, they're I know that that same. was always the case with like the big muffs and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It would be really tough. I, I see, I always had uh, sort of maybe like five years ago, uh, like polymath were really, really phaser dependent before we started using vibratos, but we used phasers all the time. And Tim always had a big old box small stone, and I had a phase 90. And Tim's small sound just sounded absolutely yeah. like on the slowest setting. It was just the coolest sounding pedal ever, which I bought from him and now have. But um, but yeah, and don't use presumably. No, no, it sits on the shelf. Yeah, yeah I feel uh, like I want to revisit electroharmonics because I haven't owned an electroharmonics pedal probably since about. Well, that's not true actually because I had a soul food. Um, but apart from the soul food. You know, like the modulations and stuff and delays and things like that. I've not owned one probably since about 2007. Yeah. And I want to just like go and listen to them all. I'm going to um, get, you know, Matt went through this phase of buying memory, memory men. toys and memory yeah. boys. Which now I notice he's selling all. Of all course. Of them. They've all turned up on. That's because he got there. He started doing it before they, uh, before they um, started going up in value. And now he's, now, now you know, he's, he's, out. he's, he's buying out. low and selling high, you know? Yeah, that's probably is the case. But I would definitely get old ones. I think old ones are cool. Obviously, I'm going through a bit of a love affair with the electric mistress at the moment. They are super cool. I need to get an old one. The one to look for is the Holy Grail, big box Holy Grail. They were great. God, Sounds I remember great. when bit breaky though. I remember like ten years ago when post rock was just sort of like was fresh and new. How everyone had. I mean, it's probably longer F- than ten F- years. F sharp, a sharp, infinity came out in like nineteen ninety six. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but just like the Holy Grail was such a cornerstone because was that before Hall of Fame came out? Yeah, definitely. And so because Hall of Fame wasn't out yet, the Holy Grail was probably the best reverb on the market. Probably the best thing you could buy. Everyone had one. They uh, big box ones you can get for a hundred quid. Oh, wow! That's that's a great price for a great pedal. Jay Cross, um, talk to me about Space Echo things. Space Echo things, the final frontier things. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Space Echo things, the next generation. <laughs> um, well, I mean that kind of is what we're talking about yeah. here. So, a company called Echo Fix. Um, what do you think a company called Echo Fix does? Is it like Airfix, but <laughs> Company called Echofix, based out of based out of uh, Australia, are uh, they they claim to be um, one of the world's. Maybe I'm embellishing this slightly, but they are a uh, company that f- specialise in fixing uh, tape echoes, Roland space echoes, right. and echoplexes, and they hold a lot of stock of spare parts for those. And um, over the last couple of years, they have according to their press release, in top secret, been oh. working on their own modern day, um, excuse me, analog tape echo, which is, uh, sorry, I'm a little bit, uh, got a little bit of the old windy pops. Got a little bit of the windy pops on there. And I'm trying not to belch into the microphone. I feel like that's a little bit, it's just not the done thing. No, I mean, there's yeah, a certain absolutely. level of unprofessionality that people expect on this podcast. Unprofessionality. Unprofessionality. Yeah. Is it uh, people using words like unprofessionality, unprofessionality and stuff? Right, um, okay. Professionality. <laughs> Um, professionalism that people expect from this podcast belching into the microphone is not uh, something that they would tolerate I agree well <laughs> you're right Joe you oh, look like you're about to <laughs> throw your lungs up <laughs> um, so anyway uh, 
uh, Echo Fix, where, where, where was I? Echo Fix have uh, been making their own tape echo and they've been making it in secret. And um, they are now launching pre-orders for it. And it looks, I tell you what, it actually looks fantastic. So what is in, this? This is, a, this is a, like a rack space echo. No, it's, a, it's not rack. It's Well, I guess you could mount it in a rack, but it's a. It's like a... Um, an RE two hundred one or something. Oh, so, so it's, it's in, in a, like a Tolex. It's in a Tolex chassis. Yes. Yeah, oh. So it's all it's all like properly housed. Um, you can take the lid off and you can see the tape inside. Uh, it is you know fully fully analog from that perspective. It's also uh got a uh high quality DSP reverb in there. So you know it's not a spring, but that's that's fine. Um, and you uh can you can do uh, it's also access to preamp so as a lot of these kind oh of uh, really cool um tape echoes do um a couple of really neat features in there which set it aside from a lot of um analog tape echoes uh you can control the time and feedback using uh cv which is really neat so you can use expression pedals really oh. to control the to control the the control those features so for uh, that'd be you know a big thing for synth players especially if they're you know using cv um and um you three tape heads but there's also a sound on sound head which is similar to my uh tape echo the sre 555 which was that one and the 501 were the first ones to have sound on sound which is like kind of an early looper um and uh yeah so you've got 11 different sounds that you can get out of the oh i am a this. big fan of this it sounds it, i mean the whole thing looks absolutely astonishing it looks really really cool and considering they are the people who you know they they are uh sort of experts in tape echoes and um fixing stuff you would expect that this would have kind of all of the um uh, road hardiness yeah, about it that, cool. that you would you would want fifteen hundred USDs. Uh, well, I'm not sure if it's US or whether it's Australian. It's USD. It's US. Okay, fine. Because uh, I'm sure I read that they were in Australia. First Maybe I'm fifty. Incorrect. They're making fifty. They're going to be available in June. Oh, I mean, I tell the you whole, what, get your pre-order. It looks in. incredible. It looks absolutely incredible. Really, really sleek. Um, it, I, I tell you, it looks so sleek. It looks like a plug-in. That's that was my first thought on it as well. Yeah. I don't know if this picture, main picture here, is like it must a, be a render, a Photoshop, but like yeah. a render type thing. I was like, oh, okay, someone's made a new like RE two hundred one plugin. I think it's just a smart photo. Yeah, I think so as well. Actually, I don't know. I'm not but, sure. But when I saw it smaller, because it's got such a matte fascia, yeah, 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 it, yeah. it looks like one of those yeah renders. If, imagine if someone was going to make. A space echo plugin. That's what this looks like. That's yeah. what this product looks like. It, but they can't use green because that's Roland. So, so they've used it's l- blue. A light blue. Yeah, I think it looks lovely. I think it looks really cool. Yeah. Really, really cool. Yeah, yeah. Into it in a big way. Yes, they do look super cool. Anyway, that actually brings us to a close of this week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. We're going to be continuing. I feel like we talked a lot about guitars in that one. Do, do you? Yeah, I think we're going to have to do something about it next week. Oh, yeah. Well, luckily, on the Patreon, I put a shout-out for uh, listener questions. Oh, did you? So we're going to, we've got tons and tons of questions. Sorry, oh. you are not listening I to what like I, just, I said. I that. I said, we've talked too much about guitars. We need yeah. to do something about well, it. Well, here's an example of one of the questions. Uh, where was it? I'm how, getting a dog. Much, Help how, me choose a dog. How much are you guys looking forward to Bill and Ted 3? So, you know, <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you've had too much of guitars, there'll be questions like that. Okay. Don't worry. Unbelievable. Okay, well, anyway, we're going to go and continue over on our 
Patreon episode, where from as little as one dollar a month, uh, you can you can support the you can do it. I believe podcast. in you. I believe in you. Jay has challenged me to do this without I didn't challenge having a you. I didn't challenge you. I just me. said I just said you can do it. So anyway, for one dollar a month, you can support the Guitar Nerds podcast. One dollar a month will get you the the episode ad free and early. Isn't that wonderful? Five dollars a month gets you access to all all the bonus content. You know the the Patreon episodes, the Hall of Fame, the the, the, the other things that that we do, and ten. $10 a month, big fat 10 USDs, gets, uh, makes you an executive backer and gets your name read out in one breath by me. See, I thought that was really good. You did it. Thanks, man. You did Thanks, it. You, did it. you don't need, you didn't need the, the bad boy. We've got, got some backing music. I had a yeah. great idea for some backing music. We've and got it's more gone people now. as well on the list. Okay, so longer. Oh, you're going to make it. Ever been. Okay. Um, what was that <laughs> thing called? Bleep Works. Bleep Labs. Bleep labs. I'm gonna start. <clears throat> you ready? Far, far up the tune. Wait, Jack. hang on. Okay. I'm waiting. He's waiting. <laughs> Wait, He's... no, I've looked up bleep test, which is no. I'm going. Thing. I'm going. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Test. Here we go. Just awful. make some bleeps. Here okay. we go. Bleep 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 bleep. Blip 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 Steve Markle, DJ Marcos, Michael McRae, Carlos Mantra, Andy McKenzie, Brad Page, Blair Tom, Scott O'Brien, Laurie Amsters, Paul Corrigan, Will Clare, Moog, Rabbit, Phil Thompson, Adrian Day, Ken Sayers, Matthew Dean, Scott Gage, Sean Arlo, Grace, Navar, Wild Mike, Jamal, Swan! That took you longer than it than it used to take to dial up to the internet. Yeah, he'd already be on AOL right now if it was... I think my dad still uses AOL. Yeah, I didn't know it was still a company. Unbelievable. Anyway, uh, we'll uh, we'll catch you they next week. They got bought week. by it's, it's Warner's, I think. Not anymore. Got sold. It's yeah, not Warner's. I believe so. Huh? AOL Time Warner. Yeah, I think they're not a thing anymore. We'll catch you next week for more of this guitar nerdery. Farewell. Peace and love, baby. Bye. <laughs>